0: Chapter 15 You should be trained to fight like everyone else, Lot had told them a few weeks ago. If you want to slip past guards and your Ilderim soldiers, your unique talents could give you away. Lady Ladala has instructed us to help you learn these other tools. Sometimes you just have to resort to your fists. At the time, Ilsi agreed with a grimace. While she didn't want to resort to violence, she didn't want the Ilderims to find them. She didn't want someone to turn them in because they stood out too much. She didn't want to stick out at all. But she didn't want to be a monster. Weeks later, Ilse found herself hunting for practice. Ilse's arms quaked slightly. Her arms were lifted up to her chest and she was holding that position for longer than she thought she could handle. She held a simple bow in her left fist and her right hand pulled back an arrow. She was poised to strike. Suddenly, she loosened her grip and relaxed her arms as she crouched down. She knew that her movement rustled the leaves and branches around her too much, and she tried not to voice her frustration. She instead held her bow horizontally. She scowled as her target scampered away. She picked herself up and scuffled off to find a better vantage point. There wasn't a single sound in the forest. Ilsi wondered how far away Reshma was from her and the goal. Reshma caught on quite quickly how to stalk in silence. Ilsi was catching on. It was just difficult to keep quiet and try to shoot the arrow as well. She knew her target would have already been done for if she just gave in and used her ice chanter gifts. Ilse put such thoughts away and instead focused on how she could find higher ground. She kept low and did her best to weave between trees and straggly branches. It was dank and muggy in the forest. She could tell they'd been at it for at least an hour. Up ahead, Ilse caught sight of a small flame. It flickered for a few seconds and then went out. It was a message. Ilse ran faster to meet the signal flame, assuming that her footfalls would be evidence enough that she understood the flame. Soon, she approached Reshma. She blended into her surroundings well enough. Her dark skin and muted green garb made her almost impossible to tell apart from the moss-covered tree trunks. She didn't look, but instead signaled for Ilse to crouch down. You need to trust yourself more, Reshma whispered. You had him. I don't have very many arrows left, Ilse replied softly. I didn't want to waste them in vain. Oh, I got the one from yesterday, Reshma insisted. Today is your kill. Today's your kill. Ilse thought to herself, probably because Rushma ended up getting the last six or so. I'm only here because I want to defend myself, not kill soldiers. She was about to reply, but they both hushed as they finally got a full view of their target. It was a deer. It pit-patted around the forest, trying to nibble on leaves in the shadows. A hint of sun shone on the creature's coat. The coat was light brown. The back and tail were speckled with gold spots. They had waited long enough that perhaps the deer thought it was safe. He's right there, Reshma said. I know you have the aim. She was right. Ilse hit the practice targets with much more ease than Reshma, but it was her hesitation that made it difficult to strike true. With as little time as possible, Ilse aimed, closed her eyes, and let the arrow fly. Her eyes remained shut as she heard the beast give an exhale of life before she loosened her grip on the bow. Ilse opened her eyes to see Reshma get up from her position and head over to the creature. The arrow was stopped right between the creature's dead eyes. I would prefer to stay with my ice powers, Ilsie said quietly. At least I can make it go away if I change my mind. You did great, Reshma said, as if not hearing. You were brave for closing your eyes like that. Where's Basim? Ilsie said. He's usually here by now. Yeah, Reshma said. It's too quiet in here when we are not being criticized or something. They went to the deer, half expecting their elven instructors to come out of nowhere to analyze their performance. The forest became horrifyingly quiet. It felt like the trees were trying to hold every last leaf still. Ilsie was sure that if the deer were still alive, it would have already left the deafening scene. Is this part of our training? Ilse whispered. If it is, we need to disappear, Reshma returned. Her hands were already tingling and snapping with flickering flames. Ilsie could tell Reshma missed her fire. As they headed back a few feet into the wild bushes and thick trees, they felt a hand on their shoulders. Get out of here, Lot hissed. What? What's going on? "'Ilsie whispered her demand. "'Grab your gear and get out of here,' Rowan said gruffly. "'We came to find you and tell you that the Ilderims have finally breached the wall. "'You two need to leave immediately and never attempt to return.' "'This is madness,' Reshma said. "'I thought we had more time.' "'The girls hastily packed up their remaining arrows and secured everything for travel. "'You can meet Deidre at the other side of the forest,' Lysalot said, "'as she started to walk in the direction and pointed for emphasis. "'Basim, Rowan, and I will meet you and escort you somewhere safe.' What about our things at Ladala's home? Elsie asked. Her thoughts instantly went to her mother's journal. Of all days to leave it at her bedside, she couldn't be parted with it. There's no time. Elsie suddenly cast the swift spell and in a whirlwind she quickly found herself at Ladala's gates. The heavy doors were already open and she ran with her normal strength into the home. She tried to run as quietly as she could through the hallway, but the marble made it difficult for her to mask her frantic steps. She ran past the library room and noticed a few soldiers were rummaging through books, opening them and tossing them aside. Are they looking for the ring? Ilsie thought suddenly. She kept running and heard a voice protest behind her. She picked up speed when she heard thunderous footfalls and shouting. Running was difficult with the shield and quiver of arrows on her back, but she made it into their room. It looked like someone was already there. The beds were mutilated and feathers were everywhere. You there! A female soldier shouted right behind her. "'On your knees! Hands behind your head! Start pledging your allegiance!' Ilsi instead swung her fist into the soldier's face. Her knuckles were crusted over with ice and her blow drew blood. "'I'm not bowing to the likes of you!' Ilsi retorted as she turned away. She headed to her bed and grabbed her book from its hiding place under a floorboard as the soldier recoiled. "'Stop and kneel!' the soldier said again, blearily. She was already on her feet and held a sword poised in her direction. Ilse briefly glanced over her shoulder. The woman was dressed exactly like the soldiers that she met in yelling, and the sight was like a recurring nightmare. She had a large black shield that had the image of crackling lightning raining down on a tree. It made the shield look ragged and broken. In her other hand, lightning was already hissing and crackling around the woman's fingers and palm. Ilse didn't want to waste time, and she didn't care what happened as long as she got out alive with her mother's book. She leapt out of the window without hesitation and tumbled to the ground as lightning sprayed out the windows. It pricked and sent spasms through her limbs, but it didn't injure. She used Swift to return back to the forest. By the time the soldier and her comrades got to the window, the girl was gone. Ilse caught up with the others who were waiting at the border of the forest. She stopped by means of collapsing into a tree, but didn't waste time to get on her feet. "'What did you?' Deidre began. Ilse realized that they hadn't seen her use Swift before. The elves gave each other guarded and confused looks as they kept going. They're looking for us in Ladala's home, Ilsie said, her breath catching up to her. I didn't see her there. She's most likely at the border, Basim said. She always spearheads an attack. Ilsie, they could have seen you, Reshma said, pinching her arm. Don't get yourself killed already. It was worth it, Ilsie said, tucking her mother's book in her traveler's pack, and handed Reshma her own bag from home. Run with us to the grass ahead. Basim called over his shoulder, "'There could be soldiers on the other side. "'We need to leave with as little evidence of absence as possible.' "'Silence met his request as they followed him, "'just as if from a dream, Ilse and Reshma could see yellow and wilted grass up ahead. "'Even though they had little training, "'the physical exercises helped them to at least keep up with the other elves "'while carrying the weight of what supplies they had plus their weapons.' As the others ran, Deidre ran up ahead and scaled a tree. Ilse looked up briefly and saw that she was already high up and had arrows ready at her fingers. Deidre shot a few arrows, and for each arrow, a ilderim fell out of the trees they were about to pass. Reshma yelled out in terror, wanting to stop and check the bodies. Fireweavers never cower in trees! Ilse tried to yell out in comfort. What do you think we did in the forest before we found this place? Reshma yelled back over her shoulder. A few soldiers jumped from the trees, spreading lightning with their hands. It spread onto the trees and a few branches fell off from the shock. A few flames picked up as a result and Deidre jumped down from her position with an injured grunt. With a sweeping hand, Reshma moved the flames in an arc and created a scorching circle in front of them as a shield. The soldiers couldn't come closer, but a few attempted to climb the trees around them or shoot them with arrows. Reshma hoisted up her shield and walked through her own wall of flames like it was a curtain. She was gone for a few minutes while Ilsi and Basim attempted to pick out the soldiers that were scaling the trees. Ilsi tried to aim for people that didn't look a thing like Reshma or the other fireweavers. The fiery wall soon disappeared with Reshma still in front and in combat with a soldier. Fire at will! Reshma cried. She jabbed her shield towards the young boy who was fighting her. His amulet caught onto her shield and she snagged it away until the cord snapped. When the amulet fell, the young man realized where he was and fear struck his eye. Milady, I yield!' he cried, kneeling. He exposed his back. Reshma lowered her weapons, relieved at the sight. Suddenly, another Yildirim came from behind and hacked at the young man's back with a double axe. "'We bow to no one but our great leader!' the soldier cried, an older woman. The boy choked and collapsed onto the ground. Reshma felt like she was the one struck down, but immediately snapped back into the fray with her sword and shield ready. Deidre came to her aid and took the woman's attention. Ilse is already up ahead!' Deidre said, "'Join us so we can get going!' Ilse was a few yards up ahead, running with Lisalot in front and Rowan and Basim behind her. Reshma joined them, realizing that the handful of soldiers were all either retreating or dead on the ground. She fancied herself a warrior, but it was hard seeing death for the first time. As they reached the yellowed grass, it seemed like the fighting wasn't happening from their side of the city. While still in the Elden Territory, they could see smoke rising above the trees, if the elves were in any way sad or otherwise affected by the sight, they showed no sign. You're going to take a path in Beast Forest and head towards Carno, Rowan said to the girls. We can leave you there per our lady's instructions. We will then join Ladala in finding suitable lands for our people, as well as for our soldiers. At least you all have a plan from Ladala, Elsie said, trying to take a brief moment to drink water from her flask. She was going to go over it with us today, but I guess we won't have that chance any time soon. "'You may not see her for a while,' Basim said, "'but she will watch the steps you make and ensure you as much safety as she can guarantee.' "'Thank you. Thank you for everything,' Reshma said, quieter than normal. "'We wouldn't have made it out alive without your training.' "'You'll get a lot of practice from now on,' Deidre said. She continued as they found themselves back in the canopy of the forest once more. "'Although you'll find that the world is a lot less forgiving.'